2: Yeah. I wanna ball like the Wiz. Yeah, you know what I mean? When I'm blowing on the net. Girls you and for the team. I was in high school trains, don't wanna look clean. teaching games like a day. these girls Hey
0: guys, welcome to the Lockdown Wizards podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host Troy Haliburton. The the biggest news that that I felt like came out of the basketball world today was uh the fact that Christy Tolliver uh, will now be signing with the Los Angeles Sparks, and I have on the other line uh, my guy Howard Megdal uh, from High Post Hoops, who actually broke the story today. How are you doing today, Howard?
3: Uh, I'm I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in the world of WNBA free agency.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like the, the the excitement that is surrounding the uh, you know the kickoff to WNBA free agency. And, you know, uh, for, the, for the WNBA version of the Woj Bomb, I think you had the equivalent of that uh, when, when you dropped the news that uh, Christy Tolliver would be leaving the Washington Mystics and signing a uh, deal with the Los Angeles Sparks. And I think that uh, Washington basketball fans have uh, a double vested interest in this move because of the fact that uh, Christy Tolliver is not only a uh, 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 champion with the uh, defending champion Mystics, but she's also an assistant coach with the Washington Wizards. So please help break down to the people uh, first from a WNBA standpoint, why do you think uh, Christy is making this transition uh, back to her former team in the Sparks? So the simple
3: answer is that Washington was prepared to sign her to a one-year deal, but they were reluctant to go three years the way that Los Angeles ultimately has. And so for Christy to have that guarantee and to know where she's going to be for the next few years was something that was real significant to her. Uh, I, I think it's worth keeping in mind that L.A. needs her very badly. L.A. absolutely needed the type of shooting she provided from the perimeter, and uh, she shot uh, 37 or 36.6% last year from three, if memory serves. L.A. only had a couple of players who were able to do that Christy is going to be able to come back there and potentially change the culture in L.A. the way she did in Washington, have some teammates that she's there with, and be able to guide a team that made the WNBA semifinals last year to another level. But Washington also has a tremendous amount of young talent who's going to come up and going to need to get paid. And so this is really my t in a lot of ways, getting ahead of that with an Ariel Atkins Uh, you know, with an aerial powers, with any number of young players on this team that hopefully are part of a slightly different window, if you think about uh, the ages, Christy being 33, Elena being 30.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you when this is definitely a bet from Mike Tebow, as far as uh, getting out ahead of, you know, he looks down the road and he knows that they're going to have to sign – some of their younger, talented players, uh, you know, in order to kind of build the franchise up for the future. And so when you look at, you know, the the structure of uh, monumental basketball and and Mike Tebow with him being the head coach and general manager of this team, you know, he he has to make a tough decision. And, you know, I feel like this decision really is a lot more so based on uh, basketball reasoning than anything else because just as you said, Howard, the cultural impact that Chrissy Tolliver has had on the Mystics over the last few years, it, it cannot be uh, overstated at all. I mean, she no. she has literally come in and, like, helped change both franchises, you know, the the Wizards and the Mystics with just her, her personality, her championship DNA. Just when you have those type of people who are in the building, and, and, and you know, you, you got a chance to be around the, the team uh, last year during the WNBA Finals, and you mm-hmm. notice that you know, the, the Washington Mystics play in the arena and the, and the Wizards practice in the same facility. So when we say like being in the building, having that championship DNA in the building, you know, that, that was a real thing that was going on for both organizations. And that's where I think this loss will be, you know, uh, uh, missed the most for, for, for both teams. But as you said, from a basketball perspective, this is Mike Tebow placing a bet for the future because when you look at, uh, you know the fact that Christie did miss so much time last year during the regular season and during the early playoff run, uh, but Natasha Cloud is the is the real answer for right now when it comes to the point guard situation for the Mystics. And, and you know Ar- Ariel Powell and Ariel Atkins are kind of the guards of the future. So you know, it, and and it makes sense for Christie to you know bet on herself from a business standpoint to go with a team that's going to give her three years guaranteed money. Think
3: about it this way with with Christy Tolliver. She'll be 36 when this is done. She's going to have a significant amount of additional uh, expertise. Uh, There's no reason why she can't continue to be a coach uh, for the Wizards or, frankly, anywhere else. She's gotten rave reviews doing NBA coaching. And at that point, she can turn around and decide Well, gee, is there a coaching opportunity for me? Is there something where I could be a head coach in the WNBA? Is there a chance for me to be a head coach in the NBA because we've gotten that far and because progress has continued? Or do I want to keep on playing? And she gets the opportunity to make that decision to choose the how the end of her career goes accordingly. So that situation, combined with you know, people love living in Los Angeles. The weather—I uh, don't know if you've heard—is slightly nicer than the weather that we have here on the East Coast.
0: And so she gets
3: that opportunity as well. So
0: it's it's a win all the way around, really. Yeah. Well, they say that it usually doesn't rain in Southern California, so you know yeah. she, she she gets to experience that and. You know, just as you said earlier, you know that she already uh, played for the Sparks before she won a WNBA uh-huh. championship with them in 2016, and she gets to uh, rejoin her good friend uh, Candace Parker. So I, right. I, I think that you know this is a, a win situation for her. And you know, I even saw some uh, some other highly speculative things on the internet talking about you know she could end up replacing Derek Fisher as the <laughs> head coach of the Los Angeles Sparks. Now we, we're not going to speculate about things of that nature. But as not you yet, said, anyway. And not yet, at least. But as you said, though, you know, because she's so well-respected, because she already has this, you know, this championship pedigree, you know, that this is something that's not outside the realm of possibility. You know, like I said, it's a highly speculative, you know, internet uh you know, amusing. but, you know, two years from now, who who among us would be surprised if she was the, you know, head coach of the Los Angeles Park or coach of uh, uh, some other uh, WNBA team? <laughs>
3: I've been privileged enough to talk basketball with Christy Tolliver enough times to know I don't doubt anything that she wants to do. She sets her mind on it. She's going to get the opportunity to do it.
0: Yep. she she does a fantastic job. And I want to finish up really quickly with what do you think this would ultimately mean for her situation coaching with the Washington Wizards? Do you think that it would be possible for her to hypothetically play with the Sparks and still coach with the Wizards going forward? Is that something that's even possible uh, considering the new WNBA CBA?
3: New WNBA
0: CBA makes it more possible
3: than it's been before. It certainly isn't a reason to think she shouldn't be able to do it. I don't know at this point what her plan is as far as that goes. I know the Wizards were very happy with her, though, so I certainly don't see it as something she wouldn't be able to do.
0: Right, I, I and I can attest that the Wizards are very happy with her. And if if there if there is a way that it can be worked out, I think that you know I think that both sides should try to do that.
4: But at the
0: same time, you know, Christy, she she's made this business decision. So I think this is one of those situations where it will ultimately be up to her and, and, and you know, what, what, what she wants to do. So Certainly but, hope so. Exactly. And she, she, she certainly has the options to be able to, you know, she's put herself through a lot of hard work, and she has the options to be able to do a diverse number of things. So I, I, I'm excited for her and her career and, and where she can take it. Me, too. Me, too. Yep. yep, Howard. But, yeah, like I said, man, I, I, I messaged you as soon as I saw it because I knew that that was a big story. I congratulated <laughs> you on getting that fine. I'm glad that you were able to take the time out to come on and talk. Uh, a- again, as I do with all of my guests, I want to give you an opportunity right now to kind of promote your work and let the people know where they can find it because you, you're doing a lot of great stuff, you know, in a lot of places right now. So I want to give you an opportunity to – to let the Locked On Wizards listeners know where they can find you and all the great work that you provide. You, want, you care about women's basketball? Subscribe to High Post
3: Hoops. Uh, find us on Twitter. Subscribe to our Patreon. You care about women's sports? I am the basketball writer. I edit across five different women's sports. Every single day in your inbox, women's sports via The Nine Newsletter, T-H-E-I-X Newsletter on Twitter, Subscribe free for weekly, $5 a month for five different women's sports from five different experts in your inbox
0: every day. Yeah, but that's perfect, man. I, I'm glad. I think that there there's, uh, you know, a, a real importance being put on the coverage of women's sports right now, and I think that you are definitely one of the thought leaders uh, and one of the people who is helping to do that. So any time that you want to come on and promote your stuff, I, I would be more than willing to have you, Howard.
3: Troy, you're one of one of the people doing great work in this industry, and I'm always happy to be with you. All right,
0: now Howard, thank you for coming on, and, and, and keep 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 up that grind, man. Ho- hopefully, I'll be seeing you uh, again uh, uh, during during the WNBA season. Even though now Christie's leaving, that that might decrease their chances of getting back <laughs> to those WNBA finals.
3: <laughs> Matter of time, though. I'll see you soon, Troy.
0: All right, now Howard, take it easy.
1: I want to thank Howard Megdahl for coming on and really giving the uh, expertise uh, level opinions on the uh, Christy Tolliver news. Uh, Like I said, guys, uh, when it comes to um, uh, women's sports, uh, Howard is literally like one of the best writers in the entire country. And so it was no surprise to me that uh, he broke that news of uh, Christy Tolliver heading over to the Los Angeles Sparks. Um, I'm going to take a quick break right now, and on the other side of the break, I want to talk about uh, the Wizards uh, basketball from over the weekend. There were some some highs, there were some lows, um, but I, I do still think that the Wizards are on the right trajectory, but we'll, we'll talk about that more on the other side. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and a lope at the county courthouse? Yeah, so man, I, I, I'm sitting here. I, I'm thinking about uh, the the Wizards and the two games that they had this uh, past weekend. And you know, they had, they had the one game on Friday night in which uh, Bradley Beal actually hit a game winning layup uh, to defeat the Dallas Mavericks. And um, I, I want to talk about that play because um, you know it it, it honestly um, it was a surprise because you know, the Wizards have not really played all that well as a team in the fourth quarter uh, this season. And Bradley Bill especially has not shot the ball particularly well in the fourth quarters this season. Uh, Heading into that final play, Brad had actually missed his last seven shots uh, in in that contest. And so... um, you know, it, it was definitely a bit of a surprise that that he was able to not only get off such an amazing shot, but I mean that that, that shot was uh was all money. Uh, it was a layup. So, but I want to talk about how the Wizards were able to uh, uh, scheme up a play and uh, essentially get Brad wide open. Now, when we talk about the play, we have to talk about uh, the fact that. You know, this is – I commented on this on Twitter, the fact that uh, they ran a similar type of set uh, last year when they played the uh, New York Knicks in London, and Thomas Bryant actually scored a a winning layup at the buzzer to beat the Knicks. Um, But the play – it was essentially a a very similar play in that – Brad starts out uh, deep in the backcourt, and the big man comes up and sets a screen for him. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of above the three-point break, uh, in between the three-point break and half court. And so, in that game, uh, there was a little bit more in the in the game in London. That is, there was a little bit more time left on the clock, and so uh, Brad was able to get the ball heading downhill and uh thomas bryant instead of standing around at the top of the key you know he he trailed with him and brad hit him for uh what would be a very easy layup at the rim um so in this time there was not enough time for uh the 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 team to to you know run a pick and roll essentially uh with 1.8 seconds only being left on the clock and so This play was designed for Brad to just get the ball heading downhill with a full head of steam, and hopefully that he was able to get off a shot at the rim, which he was. But we have to give uh, uh, two – Brad hit the shot, but in that moment we have to give uh, two Wizards a large amount of credit for their roles in making sure that play happened. Um, And and first I want to talk about uh, Mo Wagner. Who was able to set uh, two amazing screens on that play? He actually set a pin down screen on Davis Bertans that was trying to free him up, and so I do think that there is um, something to be said about having such a weapon as Davis Bertans. That you know the Mavericks made sure that they you know gave him the proper attention that he needed, and so with Mo running that pin down and allowing Davis to you know kind of flip out. It, it, it really did even if it takes the defenders eyes off of Brad for even just a second you know that time was much needed for you know Brad to kind of spring free and so so Wagner sets the pen down and Bertans gets open and then Wagner comes right back up and he, and and he sets the screen for Bill and and Bill just dives to the basket and you can hear I went back and I watched the broadcast uh, a couple of times actually And you can hear as soon as Brad uh, darts past the screen and jumps into the uh, lane, you can hear Drew Gooden say, oh, he's open. And I mean, yeah, he was wide open. And so that goes to uh, my next unsung hero from that play, which is Troy Brown Jr., who has to make literally a perfect pass on the money. Ha- the, the pass has to be on time and on target for Bill to be able to catch it and hit straight to the rim. And and Thomas, I mean, and, and um, Troy Brown... He made that play. He he kind of threw a nice like, like a like a overhead baseball pass with like, like a like a curveball because he threw it overhead with his right hand and the ball just went. I mean, it, it was a perfect pass because it hit Bill directly in the pocket where he could catch it and go straight up to the rim. And, and that's why, you know, it looked like an easy play. But when you when you put together all of those different elements of you know uh, Mo setting the pen down and then setting the screen and, and Brad uh, you know giving a very nice uh, fake because he comes up and he drives his defender into Mo's screen. It was almost like a uh, like a wide receiver, like a like a, a post corner almost. And That's essentially the kind of the kind of action that Brad ran in order to free himself up to get open. So he ran a nice post corner. And Troy Brown did his best Patrick Mahomes impression, and he put the ball on the money and the Wizards were able to win that game. Now, that was the good of the weekend. Uh, the weekend wasn't all good because the Wizards played um, the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday and they lost that game. A very winnable game, uh, considering the fact that you know they were in control for the majority of the game. They had double-digit leads through uh, at, at points throughout the game. They went into the fourth quarter leading eighty-five to eighty, and I mean, honestly, the, the Wizards, they just went completely cold uh, in the last four and a half minutes of the game. So I, I believe the game was tied up at uh, 95 with uh, four 4.30 left in the game. And the Wizards only scored one basket the rest of the game. So, you know, I, I think that uh, when, when looking at the Wizards and what they were not able to do on the offensive end, this really comes down to, for me, uh, a, 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 a poor coaching decision. Uh, number one, to to have you know Shabazz Napier and Jerome Robinson, guys who you know literally were just acquired by the team last weekend, to have them playing you know major fourth quarter minutes, and a guy like Troy Brown, uh, who you know already is proven that he is willing to make you know a, a winning basketball plays. You know, for him to only play uh, twenty six minutes. Uh, Uh, In that game, I I thought was a little bit of a misstep. And I think that he is a guy that, you know, they they have with the the per 36 uh, minute uh, stat. And that's because 36 minutes is the average amount of playing time that your uh, average NBA uh, starter is going to get. And I think that Troy Brown Jr. has earned the right to play you know, basically essentially three quarters of a game instead of just playing two quarters of a game. I think that Troy Brown needs to get more playing time. And, you know, the more playing time that he gets, the the easier it will uh, the game will come to him, and he'll have more opportunities to make winning basketball plays like he did against the Dallas Mavericks. All right, now beyond just the lineup decisions, I do believe that Scott Brooks has to do a much better job of drawing up plays and scheming Brad and Davis Berton scheming them open uh, uh throughout the 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 clutch possessions of the game. You know, I feel like a lot of times what happens with the Wizards is is that Brad starts to play a little bit of hero ball and you know, he 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 really just comes out there and he forces a lot of shots knowing that, you know, his uh even while he's gone to the free throw line a lot in the last couple of uh, weeks you know, that historically he's not a guy who uh, gets a lot of calls and respect from the referees. So, you know, he's driving to the basket. He's throwing up these crazy shots. You know, he's, he's looking at the refs, complaining when they're not giving him the calls. And then the next thing you know, there's four minutes have gone by and the Wizards haven't scored. And, you know, they're, they're, they're blowing a game that they had an opportunity to win. I do think that one of the things that uh, the Wizards could do to greatly help themselves would be to start running more uh, Bradley Bill, Davis Berton's pick and rolls uh, and pick and pops. You know, just a two man game between those two players and start putting more pressure on the defense to have to defend uh, the, the Wizards two best offensive players. You know, you put, if you put that type of pressure on the defense and they have to make a decision as to what to do with a, a Bradley Bill, Davis, Burton's pick and pop, like if, if, if the defenders don't go with Burton's, then Brad can always dump it off to him and he's going to be able to hit an open shot. And if the defenders do go with Berton's, then Brad is going to have a wide open driving lane the majority of the time. And we see how he likes to play going downhill and how much better it would be for him to to be able to attack the room without the paint being so clogged up. And I really think that this is something that uh, Scott Brooks needs to definitely look at uh, going forward. And I think that, you know, Brad even mentioned after the game that, uh, that the Wizards need to do a much better job of getting opportunities for Davis. You know, and, and he understands it very well that, you know, if 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 Davis brings uh, attention uh, to himself, then that draws away attention from Brad, and so that really helps Brad be able to come out and 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 really kind of have more space to operate and do his thing. Um, yeah, I, I want to definitely read the the comments that Brad made when it come when, after the game, uh, referring to the team uh, needing to get uh, Davis Burton's, uh more situations and more open. Yeah, so I, I'm sitting here, I'm I'm looking at these these quotes right here. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 tough, man. It's tough. Brad says we got to get DB the ball more. We got to find him more and just play off of him and make sure we don't lose sight of that. Screen for Davis. It's plain and simple. We got to get him open. And Brad is correct when he says that, you know, the team, it would behoove them to, you know, try to scheme up and get Davis some more open looks. You know, I, I think that the, the Wizards, they, they had a good weekend. Uh, one of the things that I notice is the fact that, you know, this team is going to play differently without having Isaiah Thomas on the court. So I, I'm very much looking forward to what they can do uh, potentially uh, with Shabazz Napier, with Jerome Robinson, with these guys, once they are properly integrated within the team, uh, what they can do. But I, I am excited to see what the Wizards uh, will, 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 will be able to do from a winning standpoint heading down the stretch, and, and we'll see if, if Brad is able to, uh, to, to put some, some, some uh, words to put some play, some action behind his words, and if the team can go ahead and compete and try to make the playoffs. In the meantime, I want you guys to take a listen to a new segment that I'll be starting on the Locked On Wizards podcast. It'll be called uh, our Angry Fan Segment. And so uh, today, I'm, I'm starting with my with my very good friend, my guy, Ronnie. He's gonna uh, hop on and, and, and let you know why he's mad. He's got some grievances to air, And, you know, I feel like some Wizards fans might be able to relate to how Ronnie's been feeling after uh, that Memphis loss.
4: We got to talk about this Grizzlies game, man. How do we let a rookie-led team, yes, led by the presumed rookie of the year, but still a rookie-led team come into our building and perform like the veteran team with veteran know-how? After about halfway through the third quarter, Grizzlies have been down. I think our biggest lead maybe in the game was 14 points. And then they take the lead second half of the third quarter, and, I mean, they never look back. They closed out the game on a 22-8 to run. Meanwhile, Wizards go 4-25 for 25 in the fourth. There's a two-minute scoring draw sprinkled in there in the fourth quarter. Brad is 2-9. for nine. Meanwhile, we give up Ja's first triple-double. I mean, the kid has promised, but that doesn't mean that's something you want to hang your hat on. And I guess my biggest question for this team is, where's the defense coming from, and where's the accountability? Like, we can't be... Just because we're a run-and-gun style team doesn't mean that's licensed for us to not defend and not play hard. And you can't be a volume shooting team and not score the actual basketball. And I'm so super happy. I probably couldn't put into words that we're out the Ernie Grunfeld wilderness. But now that means Scott Brooks, here's looking at you. Scott Brooks... I don't think Scott Brooks has ever been known to be an offensive X and O's guy. So... That means he's either a defensive coach or he's a player development coach or something along those lines. So if he's either one of those two things, these guys should be playing hard every night and they should be defending. And I don't see it. So if you see something that I don't, please share with me and the rest of the audience, because I'm I'm not seeing it right now.
2: Like Gilbert Arenas, now I'm chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking, they try getting pants. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a striker like Bucket. They just trying to make some buckets. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. Live with a J, we'd we'll be on the same team. I wanna ball like the wizards, yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girls, you shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach, all these girls a ring. I want a ball, I like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girls, you shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach, all these girls a ring. Hey, Prime members.